to be a great tower alone on the sea. You became the light on the dark side of me. Love. <laughs> I need my lighter. A drug that's the high and not the pill. But did you know that when it snows, my eyes become large and the light that you shine can be seen. Nigga! Kiss my rose on the gray. Margin of you, the stranger it feels, yeah. yeah. That's it. Now that your rosebuds in bloom, mm-hmm. a light hits the gloom on the gray. Yes, a performance. Thank you, sir. Welcome back to, um, oh, poor Link. I'm sorry. <laughs> like what the fuck is going on (laughs) over there (laughs) i was asleep and i feel like you have something that you need to say to me bitch how dare you you. (laughs) um so welcome back to the show guys i am seal and i am patty labelle and this is the read another i don't even know how long we've been doing this it's like at home We've been taping this show from home for at least a month, I think. I think this yeah. is our oh, fourth yeah. week. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We smacked a month a while ago. Yeah. This was the last uh, thing I was leaving the house to do. And <laughs> yeah. And so that's it. I don't know. Um, it feels like these Mondays just keep coming. It feels like they come faster. Isn't that weird? <laughs> I used to feel like I had a lot more time in between taping this show. It's like, what? Okay, but time is so fucked up right now. Here we are again with our regular read programming. First up, our Black Excellence is going to Vanessa Braxton, founder of Black Mama Vodka, the first Black woman distiller, master blender, and operator of a nationally distributed vodka in the United States, also owner of one of the only Black-owned beverage manufacturing facilities in the world but that is not what makes her black and excellent today because she bended all of that currently her black excellence stands in the fact that she has put a pause on her vodka (sighs) making to shift to making hand sanitizers instead in the face of this pandemic so these hand sanitizers that she's uh producing in mass quantities are for health care workers, first responders, mm-hmm. patients, people in the community, those of us that need it the damn most, because of course hand sanitizer is just impossible. Platinum at this point. Yeah. You know, I made my own like a crackhead. <laughs> so um shout out to this New York native. Again, a black woman out here. Saving lives. Yep. Saving lives. Congrats. I want to buy her vodka just because, just to support her. I don't even, I haven't even purposely ingested vodka since I was about 24. I was going to say, it's been a couple years for me. I'm not a vodka person, but I will drink it for this lady. Yeah. I mean, black mom vodka, where can you go wrong? (laughs) (laughs) It sounds like a a salve. (laughs) 
vodka that may that is made by a black woman is probably better vodka than I've ever had in my life. <laughs> right, probably. Because so. I don't know that I've ever tasted a vodka that is like, oh, girl, honey, I did this. Put wow. a little nutmeg in there and got it just uh- right. <laughs> Oh also, shit! She sells hemp oil too. Tea bags. Oh yeah, and all like tea, agaves, oh, all kinds of yes. stuff. Yes. Oh, this is yeah. some French shit over here. Oh, okay. Get your life. Oh yeah, I'm finna shop. Amen. Also, Black Excellence going to actor Niles Fitch, um, star of This Is Us, who is now officially Disney's first live action Black Prince. He will be starring. In a film called Secret Society of Second Born Royals, which is due on Disney Plus this summer. It's a sci-fi film about second born royal kids that are awesome and have, you know, a trouble navigating the world. Yeah, trouble growing up. I'm assuming, (laughs) yeah. But you could look for him playing Prince Tuma when it drops on a... Disney Plus in the summer. So congratulations to you, sir, and expanding your acting horizons and being a first black. Yes. Blank. Sounds like um sounds like a show Blue Ivy would be a consultant on or something like that. Like who are we gonna mm. bring in here to help tell yeah. the royal baby experience? <laughs> <laughs> I could definitely see her in the casting room with very large shades. Oh on. yeah. Immediately. Like she speaks no words. She only communicates through taps, nods, and <laughs> Her standards are high. Yes. I'll yeah. be watching this. Okay, well, let's move on to our pop culture segment, Hot Tops, How I Met Your Bottom, a.k.a. The Dark Bottom Rises, a novel by Kid Fury, (laughs) due in the fall. (laughs) A Dark Bottom Rises. Um, oh God. So first up, I actually want to talk about, wanted to talk about this last week, but I forgot to bring it up. Um... Actress Trina McGee, who played Angela on Boys Me- Boy Meets World, way back when Boy Meets World was still airing. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, she was, I guess, a part of this thread where people were talking about negative experiences they had with celebrities or whatnot. And she talked about how... I don't think many celebrities themselves were part of this thread. But right. <laughs> she talked about working on the set of Boy Meets World and tweeted that she was called Aunt Jemima on set during hair and makeup. Um, She was referred to as a bitter bitch during rehearsal. Um, Just spoken to negatively. She said that she would greet people with happy hellos and be meeting with blank stares. She said, quote, she was dissed for believing in God in front of extras fuckery was real all truth was all part of her tweets and so she came forward and spoke about this and said that this was directed from the three like lead or main characters of the show and that would be ben savage who played Corey, daniel fischel who played topanga and will fredell who played eric someone asked her (laughs) right i'll oof so, oh my God! Someone asked her. Someone was like, "Not Ryder, please, not Ryder Strong. Anything with that <laughs> Ryder who played Sean, and right. that was like her love interest on the show." 
And she said it wasn't him. Um, mm. But yeah, basically that they were very ignorant. Wow, and, man. Um, you know, people wanted for these actors to speak up about it and things like that. And the only person that she said uh, actually like issued an apology to her was Will Friedle. She posted on Instagram that he had apologized to her 22 years ago. And he also wrote like another apology to her in a three page letter a few days after this happened. After mm, this recent thing. Another one. Wow. Yeah. And he was in her comments like, I love you, Trina, and all of that stuff. So Eric was like, look, I was dumb. <laughs> I was like, I was ignorant as fuck in my early twenties. Both of us. I just right, and that's like, can we pause for a second and ask why they made Eric stupid? That was always really like a curiosity of mine when I was young because early seasons of Boy Meets World, Eric was not like smart, but he wasn't an idiot. Right. And then, like by the time they got toward like the end of the lifetime of Boy Meets World, mm-hmm. he was like a flat out dumbass yeah and like like slightly insane i don't know why that happened but i do know it's a common character um basically every sitcom i can think of there's one character who is just like the absolute dumbass and so yeah maybe they were like you know we got to compete with all these other shows that have one super annoying Mm -hmm. stupid motherfucker i don't know but eric turned into like It was Cole. like, girl, what is happening with this motherfucker? Waldo, Geraldo, Faldo. You're so right. Like, every sitcom yeah. has the one every that's show. like an idiot. Yeah, even that's the true. modern ones, they might not be as dumb, but like Jack on Blackish. Yeah. It is a recurring joke that that boy is just not going to, not going to do well. <laughs> girl, when Diane had to make sure that he didn't have no nails in his sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> Should he look at him like, why the fuck is there a nail in there? What is wrong with you? Anyways. Yeah, so I don't know. So, yeah. yeah. She spoke about, like, the negative experience very openly about it. And, like, not only the past experiences that she was having with them, but the fact that it's currently apparently affecting her bag. Because she had, like, a very small role on the reboot Girl Meets World. Mm. Um, but she basically is implying that they are standing in the way of her doing war, I guess, with that and shit like that. So, oh, with her being on the reboot, yeah, I guess because they don't vibe with her or they're just fucking racist. That's blowing my. I mean, it really shouldn't surprise me because white, but I don't know why I thought Topanga was better than this. Maybe because she thick. I have a Topanga t-shirt. Like, I have a Topanga t-shirt Topanga. that's one of my favorite. Niggas love Topanga. Like, especially straight niggas. But even me, myself, <laughs> was like, look at this pretty white girl with this frizzy-ass hair that's telling all these boys how stupid they are. Yeah. And is, like, likely to do way better in life than them and all right. that kind of shit. Like, I love Topanga. So, that's really, really fucking disappointing. And I also loved the character Angela and how she didn't feel like a token character, even though she kind of was, I mean, by technicality, but like she was a character with depth. She was incredibly smart. She wasn't like stereotypical and her arc being the love interest of Sean, who was my favorite character on the goddamn show. Cause Sean had seen some (laughs) Sean (laughs) Sean was from the dark side. Okay. (laughs) Like that nigga had been through it all. Daddy drove motorcycles. Like, 
So I really enjoyed that character and to think however long afterwards that the show I actually really, really loved as a kid and still today, that these people not like and, and it's the thing, like, right? If you're in your early twenties, you white, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and like you're on a successful TV show or whatever. It wouldn't surprise me in the nineties, eighties, whatever the fuck today that you and your privilege and your whiteness doesn't allow you to realize that you're an asshole and a racist. But you have a situation like Will Friedle, who apparently has acknowledged that and has tried to make amends for it. And people that she has named who are not acknowledging it all, acknowledging it all, who, like, you have to know that this is being talked about. Right. So to just basically be like, fuck that, when you could just be like, you know what? I, too, was dumb and ignorant and said some fuck shit that I shouldn't have said when I was 20. I'm right. so sorry about it. It's really disappointing. Oh, it is. Like, I mean, so <clears throat> if she said it was the three main actors and we already know that Will Friedle apologized, that means that Ben Savage and Old Girl, who played Topanga, yeah, Danielle, that means that they are just, like, fully fine with... <laughs> the racist shit they said and do like and continue to perpetuate it's like they probably even now are not scared that she said nothing about it on twitter because they don't feel shit about it they are not oh wow that is just oh no i try not to like white people but that's disappointing (laughs) it really is i used to love that show we be sitting up here talking about like all the white people we stand and then the episode come out and they're like okay here's when um (laughs) they you know (laughs) drag this person for being black and call that person a nigger as well as here's the nazi tattoo they have on their Mm -hmm. neck and like all this other shit it's like oh my goodness you have to be really be careful as a negro standing white people because you don't know what the fuck they be doing and sometimes you won't hear about it until 20 goddamn years later like oh man but yeah that's why ben savage (laughs) that's why ben savage aged like papyrus Mm, so he did he did. I can't say the same about Danielle. She's still pretty strikingly beautiful, but whatever. Fuck that. Anyways. Yeah. Love to Trina McGee. And um, God bless you, sis. You're still yeah. fine. I hope work picks later. up for her after the Rona clears. Um, what's next? So French Montana and Young Thug had a bit of a back and forth. Well, let's rewind a bit. Okay. So we oh, came Christ. off of the <laughs> Teddy Riley babyface battle that actually seemed to work for the most part. I hear that, you know, Instagram shut you girls down because there was too many of you niggas watching. Damn, did they really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Too many happened. people trying to get in. Yeah. I mean, I don't think Instagram literally shut them down. But I think yeah. it's just like such a thing that is probably something going on with the server circuitry, right. whatever. That's enough but, of that. <laughs> At the same time, you know, they were able to get through that. Um, it seemed like a great battle. I see most people declared babyface the winner, as I expected. But, you know, Teddy Riley didn't go out no like, like no sucker. At least right. not on this rematch, because we talked about the first one. Right. But, you know, now people are moving on to whatever I guess they could get next for these uh, classic music battles. I hear that there is a puffy Dr. Dre battle in the works oh really Um, that'll be interesting so none of y'all nervous that maybe your artists are gonna be like hey so about my money (laughs) (laughs) 
Like nobody is nobody's feeling a little shook. Like Loon is going to be like, so I hear that you played my song on Instagram. I'd love to talk about a payment plan or something that we could do. Um, I guess not, man. Ugh. Well, I guess French Montana was talking to Complex, where he alleged that he might outshine Kendrick Lamar in a battle because he has more hits than Kendrick. Who does? <laughs> French Montana said... I might outshine them, not because I'm a better rapper or whatever it is, just I've got more hits. Mm -hmm. Kendrick Lamar got albums. He got masterpieces. But if he was to put us on a festival (laughs) stage... (laughs) I'm sorry, keep going. But if he was to put us on a festival stage, I would outshine him because I have more hits than Kendrick Lamar. Okay, okay. So he's saying he has more mainstream appeal. Okay, got it. No, he said... (laughs) That he has more hits than Kendrick Lamar. So I would like to start there. You know what I'm saying? Okay. With a, is, is that a call to Rue in cooking? <laughs> I'd like to start. <laughs> Come on, Rue. I'd like to start here if we would. Okay. Now, let's break down that word hits. Because I feel like hits may be subjective or mm-hmm. maybe the definition changes depending exactly. on who you ask. It sounds like French Montana defines a hit as something that goes off in the clubs or at a festival. You know, festival doesn't even make no sense. So let's talk about clubs. Because again, I've been to French... I've been to Kendrick Lamar shows. I've seen French Montana shows. Mm. So if we're talking about an on-stage performance packaged with a whole treatment and everything like that, I don't know why you would think that you could contend with Kendrick Lamar on a stage anywhere. But let's just talk about, like, the songs themselves. Surely, mm. if we're talking about, like, number of songs that make the club go up, French Montana likely does have a fighting chance mm-hmm. with many an artist. Yeah. Because French Montana does have a lot of songs that make the club go up. However, French Montana also doesn't have many songs that make the club go up that he is the only artist on. 95% of the name songs by French Montana are features. You know what I'm saying? I don't know any like super recognizable French Montana verses. French French Montana has many songs with great production where he makes a great hook, sometimes even when he is the feature. So I'm not denying that. But I think the reason that you said this specifically about Kendrick Lamar is because you know that Kendrick Lamar is like just leagues mm-hmm. outside of you. you oh, know? Yeah, and so definitely. that is something like just brazen that you like right. feel like was just the thing that was going to get the girls to say, what? You know? <laughs> so... <laughs> That's where I think this is coming from. Right. And surely there are many people, like you could have said, Yo Gotti, or mm-hmm. like. Any one of them blue other little face. niggas. Yep. Oh, yeah. blue face. Jesus. <laughs> I refuse to believe that's really still a thing. <laughs> I refuse. It was that one song where he was chasing the beat, and that was it. Let me tell you something. She's riding that shit till the wheels fall off, and she got two wheels left. Well, have, so. I was going to say, have they not popped? What is going on? <laughs> Don't count her out. <laughs> Most of y'all Anyways. artists could not survive without touring, so like... <laughs> Oof. <laughs> so, <laughs> I just... It's got to be over soon. Yeah, so... um, 
Young Thug was one of the many people who heard about the the French Montana comments, and he got online and said stupid ass niggas say he got more hits than Kendrick Lamar, and then called French Montana a fool. And then they went oh, back Lord. and forth with their social media dissing. Um, Young Thug threatened to leak a video by way of Meek Mill that shows French Montana getting knocked out. Allegedly, French Montana made fun of Young Thug's fashion choices ah. as well as um, his financial stability. What? And here we are. Oh, wow. This is... Y'all are so bored. Yeah. We're outside... I mean, outside don't need to open up, but y'all got to find something to do. These celebrities Anything. need hobbies. They Anything. need hobbies that don't include the phone because... <laughs> I think French Montana chose his words very carefully. And then along with that explanation, it was like, this is why I said it. So that you yeah. could kind of be like, all right, if we yeah. going off of what's going to make niggas dance, then okay, you know, bitches are not really twerking to Kendrick Lamar. Fine. But. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. Point there. You can have that, I guess. Yeah. I don't really, you know, give a shit. But like you, like you said, you brought out Kendrick because you knew would nobody care if you said it about one of them other assorted little niggas that I don't even really know like that. So what I guess I don't really understand here is why Young Thug, like, is that is him and Kendrick are like friends? Are they cousins? Is this <laughs> why was he so personally offended by this to like jump in and be a part of it? <laughs> Not are they cousins? Or they might be. Um. So, French Montana got on a live with uh, Fat Joe, who apparently has an Instagram live show now. Oh, (laughs) Jesus. What did I just say? Not on the phone. Get off the phone. And he implied that Young Thug has issues with him anyway outside of the Kendrick Lamar thing. Because he said something to the effect of, like, you know... You're not going to call, call me a fool knowing it was about something else and that something that has nothing to do with me and Kendrick. So he sort of implied that Young Thug has issues with him anyway. Okay. Not clear on what those things might be per se. But um, yeah, I guess Kendrick Lamar, I mean, uh, Young Thug just mirrored sentiments for many people, which is like, why are you bringing up Kendrick Lamar <laughs> out of all of the people that it is that you could bring up? Right, but I think okay. that you also bring up a fantastic point, which is just that a lot of these niggas need hobbies. Because when I watched that clip of him talking to Fat Joe, I was like, it kind of, <laughs> it kind of reminded me of like athletes when they do those interviews after the game and how like dumb they clearly are. Not all of them. Right. I don't want to like you know submit stereotypes. No, but we know like, what you mean. <laughs> a lot of these niggas are really stupid, and so you don't really be hearing it until you hear them like speak in lang. And I'm just like, like you niggas have so many things to do. You're so incredibly blessed. And you sitting up here talking about, like, some Instagram shit after you made a wild comment on a magazine. It's just, like, find, find something to do. Yeah. And all, I'm thinking, like, all I could think after you said about them needing hobbies is, like, is French Montana playing Animal Crossing? <laughs> <laughs> Clearly not. <laughs> you need to download Animal Crossing. Like... Somebody needs to buy you Animal Crossing on mm-hmm. your Switch French Montana and you need to get these bells so or that you can like stun on the rest of the girls. Anything, anything. Go be your dad. <laughs> he got kids, right? I'm just assuming. Go. I'm assuming that he does. Probably. Yes, Go. Isn't that where Kendrick is at home with his wife and baby? Go try that. 
And on the topic, French Montana also dissed Trina, and he dissed Trina oh, for a Kardashian. Oh, then he can go to hell. Oh, right, right, so it's right. literally right. always eat a dick o'clock for French Montana, Correct. as far as I'm concerned. That's right. Moving along. And when you're talking about a battle, French, go for the girls in your park. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Challenge YBN, LMNLP, Sally, or whoever the these niggas are. You know what I'm saying? Right. You challenge motherfucking Offset or somebody like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because you could have easily said the same thing for so many rappers that are out of your league if we're talking about songs that are great at Bonnaroo or fucking Rolling Loud. Come on, Bonnaroo. So, <laughs> Yeah, Bonnery's the white one. They, I do not know, know French, French Montana's Montana. music like that, so I can't comment to whether French it's Montana has good. bops, but like I said, nine point five of them out of ten have a feature on them, and that's why the, it's a bop. Well, so, like, pipe down. And that's just my opinion. The fact that he admitted that he like can't rap as well, and <laughs> he was just like, <laughs> Kendrick creates masterpieces. I just masterpieces. turn out bullshit for the club. Like, what is this? Yes, Kendrick Lamar is a legitimate rap artist (laughs) that actually knows how to rap and make songs and things like that. But let me tell you who shakes that ass when their song... Let me tell you what they don't play in the strip club. Um, (laughs) Okay, nigga. (laughs) Kendrick has a Pulitzer. Leave me alone. Right. Leave me alone. (laughs) Kendrick Lamar would literally respond to that at home like the Squidward meme where he's sunbathing. (laughs) Right. It's just like... Actually, I don't even have. He probably that. didn't even hear about the story, honestly. Um, Trey Songs has a son that is now one year old. Mm. Very adorable baby boy. It is so cute. His name is Noah. Okay, and. To bring in his year. Okay, so many people were wondering who the fuck this child's mom is. <laughs> They've known about the baby for a while, and all of the um, what are Trey Song stands called notes? The songs, yups. <laughs> oh, aren't they called the yups? I think so, for real, because that was his Whatever. thing. Let me be careful. I know a lot of y'all listen. Um, so <laughs> while you girls were breaking up with your significant others for buying Trey Song's comforters mm-hmm. off of Etsy. Yep. He was celebrating a year for his son being here on Earth, and he also dedicated a post to the child's mom. Um, and he captioned it, I'm obsessed. We did that. You did that. The you in all caps, mm-hmm. recognizing that she actually carried and gave birth to him. You're a great mother, and you deal with the with all the extras very gracefully. I've, I'll always be eternally grateful to you, Noah's mama. Um, and he posted here them looking like a happy ass family that met on Christian Mingle. The mm-hmm. baby is so, <laughs> so cute. cute. He's adorable. And honestly, she looks like a nice girl. You know, she looks very saved. Educated. <laughs> she looks like she has a job, maybe a degree in political science, but I'm judging a book by its cover. I don't know nothing about this girl. Right. But um, cute photographs, and um, they look like a happy, loving family. I'm sure so many relatives liked and shared these photos on Facebook. <laughs> and 
Good for them. Hope everyone is safe. Yeah, she um she looks a lot more regular than I thought she would, which is not yeah. an insult at all. It's a compliment. Yeah. <laughs> She's a very pretty girl, but I expected Instagram models, sure long is. wig, nails yep, yep. out to the sky. <laughs> I expected, you know, a bad bitch, and I just got uh, you know, she just uh, is a regular girl. But you know, cute. And like you said, the baby is adorable. They make a really cute family. You can tell the quarantine is hitting that nigga kind of hard. But, you know, congrats to them. I hope she, gives you Aisha. she gives you Aisha Tegan. <laughs> yes! <laughs> Her name is Aisha Tegan. She's really cute. Um, but I noticed in that message that he made sure to call her Noah's mom and not his girlfriend or fiance or whatever. Like he mm. kind of made the focus um the baby, On which the, is fine. Yeah. But like mm. I don't think I would take this family picture as like proof that they're in a relationship. Or maybe oh, he did, did that it. on purpose to throw them crazy ass fans off. Oh, I didn't. I you know I fully first of all respect the fact that this baby is a year old before we even know what his mama looked like. Mm-hmm. I'm all about niggas being private, especially when it comes to the matter of their family and children and stuff like that. Um, but I didn't really take it necessarily as they're in a relationship. It was just like he's finally you know sharing who right the child's mom is because from the moment he like revealed that he was a dad the stands were mm-hmm. like who the bitch? in the fuck <laughs> disrespected our union like this tremaine so and it's like girl it was him he disrespected the fake union that you had with him for his real one with this woman and that's why they have this real baby you i'm have- just imagining it's that angry nigga's... keyboard clicks. <laughs> I'm just imagining that nigga soon to be ex-girlfriend looking for this girl on Instagram and shit like that. Like, <laughs> I went to this concert with no drawers on and lost my man. And this is the bitch. Y'all gonna have to get over it. I know you're heartbroken, but it is what it is. And they look like happy parents. So yeah, they do look like very, and this looks like a very happy baby. So. Yeah, this looks like a healthy congrats. situation. So congrats to them. Oh, uh, this almost makes me want to have kids. Woo! Oh, no. Not three pictures. Uh-uh. Hell no. <laughs> that ain't it. I just got over it that fast. <laughs> Not in this fucking pandemic, nigga. You want to be trapped at home with a baby all day? Think about oh, that. Oh, no. I'm, I, listen, I'm always... I just need babies around me from family and friends that I can spoil. I don't need mm-hmm. the responsibility of actually parenting. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Then come Goodbye. get this. Right. Yeah. Um, Ariana La Mangas Grande has said that she, uh, well, she hasn't really said, but she's implied that she's over TikTok impersonations of her. She reposted okay. <laughs> a video from actor Jordan Firstman called uh, Me, My Impression of a Meme. He basically goes on this long rant about meme culture <laughs> and how it like strips away the meaning and hard work of the original artist that they are memeing from or whatever. But this is apparently in response to a girl named Paige um, and probably other people on TikTok. But this girl Paige specifically is very known on TikTok for doing Ariana impressions because she looks freakishly like Ariana Grande, especially with the makeup and the ponytail and shit on. Mm-hmm. So... 
she does these like clips, I guess, where she pretends to be Ariana Grande or does jokes about her or sometimes jokes based on clips based on the character Cat that Ariana played on uh, Victorious as well as Sam and Cat on Nickelodeon. And so I guess Ms. Grande she is came over from it. Nickelodeon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. That's how I, I first heard of her. Because <laughs> let me say something. I didn't watch Victorious, but I loved iCarly. iCarly was legitimate. Sam Puckett was one of the best things that happened to Nickelodeon in that era. That show was funny. Yeah, now and that, I feel like that show I know, but I didn't know Ariana was on it. No, she wasn't on that show, oh, okay. but it was like, I think it was produced by the same people or a lot of the same people that did Victorious and they aired around the same time. Gotcha. So sometimes they would be like right back to back or some shit like that or whatever. And so I had first seen her when Ariana, ugh, when Ariana Grande became Ariana Grande, I literally thought to myself, is that a girl from the fucking <laughs> Nickelodeon? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and it was because, you know, by that time she wasn't wearing that crazy red hair that they made her have that she says ruined her scalp or whatever. Oh, right, right, right. Okay. Apparently she's not a fan of the shit. And again, I'm not really, I'm not really surprised that she's not feeling it because the girl looks a lot like her. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And it's got to be old at this point. And she does it like a lot, Mm -hmm. but she doesn't just, I don't know. I just, I guess I don't have anybody that looks just like me that is making impersonations of me and stuff like that on TikTok. I did today see someone put in my mentions a video of this white girl, Latina girl, who did a TikTok where she is lip syncing that clip where we're talking about Miami not being in Florida or whatever on the show. Oh, my God. (laughs) That's crazy. She lip syncs that. And two seconds after I saw it and acknowledged it, a bunch of people were in my mentions. I was like, oh, yeah, that's that white girl that's uh, got caught saying the word nigga and had all of that other stuff that she was going through. And I was wow. like, great, a joy. This <laughs> makes me feel so fantastic. But at the same time, like Latinx, Miami, mm-hmm. racism, like sounds about white. But anyway, well, I was checking the inbox earlier and somebody sent us a link and apparently that audio has been used several times on TikTok. There are a lot of people on TikTok who are doing that whole lip syncing back and forth thing. (laughs) To me, it is weird, but okay, young people, because all of them, I mean, I scrolled through the people who did the video of our audio. Two of them are maybe black and I had to like squint. Um, all the rest of them are white like what are y'all doing lip sync some of the other shit we've said about white people do that pick any other clip no shade a lot of the people who I saw reacting to that clip I thought to myself like y'all a major part of what's wrong with Miami and why (laughs) but again judging books by covers Mm -hmm. and things like that but honey if you're the type of person who is out here saying nigga no fool and goddamn well that you're not nowhere near black then yeah you you might as well just rent florida sis because there's no reason for you to not um yeah lip sync that but yeah as far as ariana grande is concerned sis don't care um I understand that that's probably strange that this girl is pretending to be you and, you know, 
I guess you feel like she's perpetuating this idea that you're dumb because of clips she's using from a show where you played a dumb character, but only dumb people would think that you're dumb because of Mm -hmm. a character you played that was dumb. Well, there are a lot of dumb people in this world, too, though. You can't forget. (laughs) Yeah, but I mean... They cuss Issa out every day for cheating on Lawrence, and it's like, do you know that... (laughs) Yeah, that isn't me. That's a great point. <laughs> that me and that nigga are coworkers, and this is all friends. pretend. We're all just making pretend. None of this guys. is real. <laughs> you gotta talk Very to niggas true. like that sometimes. Plus, the Ariana you impressions really are old. Like we get it—an oversized sweatshirt, a ponytail. You do that little affected voice, okay? Like, all right. And no shade. I love an oversized sweatshirt. Like, I have been team sleeves many times in my life because mm-hmm. it's comfortable. <laughs> you know, I haven't walked out in just an oversized sweatshirt and over the knee <laughs> boots, but it seems comfortable. Whatever works for you, just don't look no donuts. And you could. Who's gonna stop you? Right. You. I mean, no. I meant you could go out. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Right. For sure. In a fit, a look. Um. So in this time that many of us are trying to get our heads together and figure out where we stand as specs on this planet, DMX has been having Bible study on his Instagram live. He was recently live on Instagram reading from Ecclesiastes. Ecclesiastic. I know you lying. Um, and let me just say, it's great to see him healthy. It's great to see him using his, you know, voice and life and things like this for positivity. It is unbearably and probably inevitably just hilarious listening watching him read bible scriptures because he's still doing it in this <laughs> it's dark and hell is hot yes! so, like, <laughs> it's kind of like when he did what was it rudolph the red-nosed reindeer or some shit like that look that up i'm pretty sure it was rudolph okay he performed rudolph at like a radio or blog or some shit like that and it was just in his raspy ass natural voice um but dmx is anointed and he knows what he's talking about um and like i said i'm dead serious and like i said i'm just glad to see him healthy like i was happy to see i don't remember what magazine i think that he did like um like a photo shoot or editorial for maybe last year but he was in rehab and he said that you know christianity has helped him sort of piece together his life and stuff like that so Mm-hmm. I'm all for that, you know. If it isn't attached to um, biblical manipulation, then brother, I'm all for it. <clears throat> and um, I'd rather this than VH1. Yes, Iyanla <laughs> um, DMX that's in the middle of whatever. But exactly. Again, he's like very sincere with it and i appreciate that but at the same time it's incredibly entertaining to get bible study from dmx period Mm -hmm. you know what i mean (laughs) right and then from dmx in dmx's voice like i'd buy the audiobooks i would buy the bible dmx version yeah somebody commission this (laughs) 
get it done. I mean, good for him. A lot of recovering, a lot of people in recovery um, find a lot of solace in religion. So as long as you're not using it to hurt yourself or others, I say have a good time. Yeah, absolutely. And good for you. Shout out to Pastor L. Simmons. Nope, nobody said that. <laughs> greater Rough Riders Mm-mm. over nope. Zion. Nope, that isn't it. <laughs> um, Speaking of churches that don't exist, Kanye West apparently had a bit of a tiff with, there's no, none left. There, there's there's nothing left in this class. It's all gone. Yeah. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> um, Kanye West was apparently going back and forth with some scathing text messages sent to Forbes magazine. <sighs> I'm tired. Forbes last year had uh, Kanye on the cover of a magazine. They were talking to him about his Yeezys and Kanye Incorporated as a whole, I guess. But he was not named Billionaire. Although I guess he felt he should have been. He said during an an appearance at the Fast Company Innovation Festival last year that he showed Forbes an 890 million, an 800 million, uh, $890 million receipt. And they still didn't say billionaire. Now, I'm not rich. I'm not wealthy. So when I read this, I was like, is it $890 million, $890 million, and a billion dollars is a billion dollars? And Correct. And two different things, and a billion is more. Are they supposed to round up, or? Yeah, no. I don't think, not when you're that far off, that's over $100 million off. So, right? If he's 890, right? You know, I'm not good at math, but that's not. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how it works. Right. It's so, like, it's, okay, but did you give them a receipt for the other? <laughs> and then also, like, are we supposed to care? Do you know how broke people are? I am just saying. <laughs> so, <laughs> we have real people are trying to live off forty thousand dollars a year, and you over here crying because Forbes didn't call you a billionaire. You know, just the girls wondering when they're gonna get another paycheck. Mm, you know, families. When to are feed. we gonna eat? How are we gonna pay the mortgage, the rent, the bills? They'll keep the phone on, keep these kids entertained and learning. It's fine. People have real problems, Kanye. <laughs> I don't give a fuck that Forbes didn't it's call fine. you a billionaire. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Um, so apparently they Forbes dropped their latest billionaire billionaires of the world girls. Oh my god. Around the world list. Um his youngest sister-in-law was of course on the list and that just i guess pushed his buttons or that's what the media is implying because he sent a text over to forbes um and he said basically accused them of not knowing how to count um but (laughs) okay that was after actually he sent them or had someone send them whatever documentation to show that he is indeed a living black billionaire. This is just now Forbes so says that after they got the information, they used what they call the Trump rule on the documentation that they gave that were given. The Trump rule is basically where they divide 
what they're given by three, and then they refine the number from there. And that's apparently because Trump for years would go back and forth with Forbes in shady ways, trying to manipulate the way that he presented numbers to them. (laughs) Of course he did. (laughs) And so after years, like since the 80s or maybe even before, of working with him or having these kinds of conversations, talking to hundreds of people a year or over 100 people a year, they were just like, it seems like the best way for us to get accuracy is to divide the number he gives us by three and then we start the work. Wow. So they said that they did the exact same thing to him, to Mr. Kanye, and they arrived at $1.3 billion as an estimate and did this whole article that said Kanye West is officially a billionaire, which is strange to me because it's like, are you a billionaire when you have a billion dollars or are you a billionaire when Forbes says that you have a billion dollars or whatever? But he's still upset. And this is where the they don't know how to count texts come in. Because he says it's $3.3 billion division. (laughs) Of course he does. And and if Forbes doesn't know how to count, he alleged that they're, quote, trying to suppress his self-made narrative because of his race. And um, Oh, my God, girl. They called you a billionaire. I want to find the exact... Thing Why don't you just post sandwich. all of your money on Instagram then? If you just want people to know that you're rich so, so bad. Why don't you just do that? Why do you need Forbes oh, to tell God. us? He sent them a message. I cannot stand Kanye West. I cannot stand him. Like, are, are you? I'm waiting for the real problem and I have not heard it yet. <laughs> he sent them a, a text. <laughs> He's... <laughs> Not you can't get it out. (laughs) He said, allegedly, you know what you're doing. You're toying with me and I'm not going to lie down and take it anymore in Jesus name. Wow. He is Trump. (laughs) What do Jesus have to do with any of this? You know, he's Hezaliah Walker now, so he has to be on brand. Oh, my God. And the doll has gospel music out, so... He had to make sure to add that in on the end there. Oh, no. So, you know, I feel like you already hit the nail on the head here, which is like, sis, I care less about how many billions you have and, like, what you're doing with it. Exactly. Because the world is suffering. Between 1.3 and 3.3 billion, it's really not much of a difference to the average living human being. There's probably a hundred people in the whole world who care. (laughs) Right. The only people that would, that would make a difference to are the tiny, tiny percentage of people that you are actually giving a fuck about like a Donald Trump. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And you see what the fuck them dumbasses are doing. So how many, like you're wealthy. We knew that already. Like and and you've been given the the acknowledgement of being in the billions, like nigga. And I, maybe I've missed something. I don't know if Kanye has done any donation or whatever. He could also be doing that in private or whatnot. But like, I don't give a fuck. No, how I many doubt billions it. <laughs> of dollars you have underneath that Kardashian roof, sis, and all of this is so ridiculous and i feel like a lot of the rhetoric from forbes is also ridiculous but it's forbes so it's like all they do is you know they're dealing in in like 
who are some of the wealthiest people and why? And all they do is probably talk to a bunch of raging assholes. <laughs> so that's like them being shady is not shocking to me. There is but that, yeah. You sending the girls text messages to say how many billions it is or whatever because Stormy's mom is over here raking in the highlighter money. I'm just over it. Like the girls are dying. Right. The girls are dying. Literally dying. And like, <laughs> I just don't. You're 1.3 or 3.3 billion. I don't give a fuck, Kanye. I cannot believe how much I can't stand this man. And no, I do not think the Trump supporter is secretly donating money to any damn body except people who will um, support his own like money hungry shit. Kanye don't give a fuck about nothing but status. It's clear. Because otherwise, why would you be bitching and begging for Forbes to accept you? Why would you be like pleading with these people to know you have or to acknowledge to the world how much money you have? You know what I would be doing if I had a billion dollars hiding from niggas and enjoyed my life, period. (laughs) The fuck I I was like, please don't tell it. Please don't tell these niggas how much money I have. Please do not. Like, why? Why would you? I can't really put myself in the mind of a billionaire. No. But I'd like to think that if I had over a billion dollars, however far over a billion dollars, I would be too busy basking in my billion. Yeah. To be worried about other. I wouldn't want for you girls. Who needs all of those random cousins texting you and asking <laughs> you for something? Like, I would be no, way thanks. too busy laid out somewhere enjoying the fact that not only am I wealthy, but that my great grandkids will likely be wealthy. So or, like you know, just, isn't it enough that Sam Sam's grandkids will be fine? Isn't that the youngest one? <laughs> like there's just no like for this story, for all this to even be coming out now, it's like, are you completely incapable of reading the atmosphere? Do you know what's going on? In the real world to everybody else? Like, do you know about this pandemic? Do you know people have been, like, waiting, checking the mail and the IRS every damn day for a $1,200 check? Do you get that? Like, that's where most Americans are right now? Do you understand? Well, you probably figured. (laughs) That's probably why this um, sentiment was expressed through text and not through tweet. And he probably didn't, you know, think that Forbes would just be like, yeah, so the doll has been texting us for weeks at this point and we're over it. <laughs> he probably didn't expect for them to literally quote his iMessage. But yeah, I agree. That's it's what like, he deserves. Sweetie, <laughs> I don't care on, about sis. your money, Kanye. I don't. I do not care. Well, that's going to wrap up Hot Tops for this week. I'm going to take a break come at you with some information and then we'll come right back okay so we're back and it is now time for your listener letters it is send your questions to ask the read at gmail.com we may read them aloud on the show <clears throat> our first um let's see our first letter comes from diana who says I'm a 25-year-old woman who lives alone and I have been temporarily laid off because of COVID-19. It's been a month since I've been home and since I understand the seriousness of everything going on, I've only left my apartment about twice to buy groceries. I've been feeling homesick a lot, so I've been FaceTiming and calling different family members at least once a day. I'm especially close to my seven-year-old sister who lives with her mom and my grandmother. 
Here's the problem. The last time I FaceTimed my little sister, she mentioned that grandma leaves the house pretty regularly. My grandmother's in her early 70s, and although she is very active and healthy, she is high risk because of her age. She recently retired after working in the medical field for the last 40 years, so I know she knows she's putting herself at risk. A few days ago, I called her, and she said she was just driving around her block to get some fresh air, but I could hear her friend in the background. The thought of anything happening to my grandmother is too much for me to handle. My sister made a joke about hiding her car keys so that she can't leave. And in my frustration, I told her to do it. <clears throat> so my little sister put our grandmother's keys in one of the indoor potted plants. And for the f- and for the last few days, my grandma has had to stay her ass in the house. Finally, I don't know <laughs> this morning, my grandma called me sounding sadder than I've ever heard her before. <clears throat> She said she lost her keys and she doesn't want to ask anyone to help her look for them because she recently lost the remote control for a day and she doesn't want anybody to think that she's going crazy. After our conversation, I felt so bad knowing that I'm the reason she feels this way. I called you are being ashamed of your goddamn self. <laughs> See how I switched on you? Okay. I called my little sister and she told me that apparently grandma spends most of her time sitting by the window looking outside. Should God I give my grandma Okay, that is a sad visual. <laughs> Should I give my grandma her keys back, knowing if she has access to Gallivant on the streets that she will do it, putting herself and others at risk? Or should I leave the situation as it is, but feel like shit knowing my grandma is sad and sulking around the house and it's because of me? Any help would be great. Thanks. P.S. She is an old Jamaican woman, so simply asking her to stay home will oh, end up with me getting girl. cussed <laughs> and told to mind my business. <laughs> well, there is that. Well, let me tell you something. I have Jamaican grandmothers. Yeah. Um, I would, in this situation, truthfully, I think I would give them the keys back, but I would also say, like, no, this is not okay. And I know that you know that this is not okay. And if you want to drive your grandchild absolutely insane and have me racked with stress and anxiety 24 hours a day, then continue to live, you know, your social pandemic life the mm-hmm. way that you've been living. Or if you want to do the smart, safe, responsible thing that will help your grandchild sleep better at night, you will stay your ass at the house. Like, <laughs> yeah, I think I'd give her the keys back because I don't want to, like... I don't know, just absolutely shatter her soul. Right. I would want to depress her. (laughs) I would openly at least make the effort to be like, you can't be doing this. And it is going to drive me nuts and make me really scared and anxious. If you're just going to be running around in the streets like that, like driving the block or whatever, just to be out of the house is one thing. Having your friends with you is another thing doing et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So yeah, yeah, it just is not like I'm torn because it is really not safe for your grandma to be going outside. But if that's her house, then can't nobody stop her. No way. <laughs> so I mean, it sounds like can't nobody stop her regardless of whether it's her yeah. house or not. So uh, I don't know. The thought of her just being so sad and like not wanting people to think that she's losing it. So she doesn't want to tell them she lost the keys is like, damn, that's fucked up. Like, I mean, if she's sitting her keys. by the window looking outside, <laughs> like that is just, that is like, that is pretty fuck. awful. Yeah. Plus, you know, it's kind of wrong to fuck with her, you know, emotions like that. 
Um, I just think, I think you have to appeal to her, her common sense maybe, and just be like, you could carry it. You could pick it up from somebody. And even if you don't get sick, you could pass it to the little girl or you could pass it to mama and somebody might have a job where they have to go out and interact with people every day. So it's just like, can you please just chill till the fucking pandemic settles down? Y'all, we have been at home for a month and y'all are acting like that is it. And ain't no more. That's not how it goes, especially because this country is not doing enough to keep the virus from spreading even more. Exactly. So I think I would tell the little sister, you know, dig them keys up out the, uh, the pot or whatever, but tell her to FaceTime me first before you give them back. Because I just need to try to get through to her. Like maybe she needs to see your crying face to understand how serious this is. It's hard for everybody, but you know, she's going to have to FaceTime her friends or zoom or whatever the fuck, like everybody else is doing. She, she's going to have to figure out something else. Cause this is not fair to the other people in her household. Right. Or to her family who is worried about her ass. So Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Lean on the fact that you're the grandchild and that it will absolutely destroy you. So I have to think about it. Whatever. And then she's like, I don't give a fuck. I'm still going to Popeyes. Or like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> they you know where you give up, you know where you stand, but yeah. Yeah. If she's like worked in the medical field and stuff like that. Then she knows what the situation is, like you said. But then some people are just probably like, you know what, girl, I don't give a fuck. If I get hit by a bus tomorrow, what's the difference? Like some people really don't give a shit, but it's like, it's not just about you. So, yeah, I mean, especially if you don't live alone. Right. So it's really not just about like, girl, there's other people in this house that you could affect. And also just because you don't really care about your life doesn't mean I don't like you might just be depressed or, you know, dealing with whatever stress and or a million other things could be going on. But that doesn't mean your life isn't actually worth something. So (laughs) I'm going to still ask you to keep your ass at home. Please do not get sick or get anybody else sick if you can at all help it. Because the virus is nothing to play with. It does crazy shit. I saw something in the news about how a doctor was removing a blood clot and other blood clots were forming next to that bitch or something. It was like, this has never happened before. What the fuck is that? Like, don't. Please don't play with this. And (laughs) again, just the longer, the more stuff like this happens, Mm -hmm. the more we cave and start, you know, doing stuff that we're not supposed to be doing, the longer it is going to take for this to be resolved. Like, exactly. I just want to just say that one more again for, like, the 18th time. <laughs> <laughs> you going out and being like, fuck it, because you've been out for a month is not going to make the time go ahead. It's literally just going to make the situation worse and take longer for things to go on. Because, again, don't nobody know what the fuck they're doing for the actual virus. They're literally just treating people until they can't anymore lord so yeah so there's that i mean all you can do is your best but ultimately that's a grown woman and she's gonna make her decisions so yeah best of luck to you and your family our next question comes from tara who says i'm a 30 year old woman and i was with my baby father for four and a half years until his untimely death in 2018 two months after he died i found out i was pregnant with his child The birth of my daughter really gave me the strength to continue on and deal with the grief of his passing. We were off and on, but I was the main girlfriend during this time. 
Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that main girlfriend made me say, oh fuck. <laughs> yep. Yep. The bullshit that's eating me up is that during our breaks, he would text with other bitches and form outside relationships. And to mm. this day, these bitches feel the need to post about him online. And I feel it's hella disrespectful. Some of them I had beef with when he was alive. However, I am too damn grown to be trying to prove a point and start arguments. <clears throat> I really want to address things with him. But how can I? Obviously. So everything just turns into balled up frustration. But every time I see the shit these bitches post, it puts a bad taste in my mouth and lasts damn near all day. This shit just falls into my lap because I only have a Finsta and a catfish Facebook. Lord God. I was about to say, like, how do you how do you even see right? (laughs) I'll be scrolling, minding my business. And all of a sudden, one of these hoes posts about how they how much they miss him. I never knew him to be that I never knew him to be that close to them like that because we spent so much time with each other. I want to I want to yeah, supply, <laughs> supply my daughter with good memories about her father, but I feel very resentful. I know I was the main girlfriend to his family and friends, but that don't mean shit and I don't really know how to feel. Please help Tara. Tara I'm trying okay. to find like the kind way to yeah, say this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because she's hurting. Because the first thing I thought was like, you got to let some of that hurt go. <laughs> it's like, you can't, it's going to be a harder time for you to find like closure or make amends with the situation that, you know, existed between your child's father and these other girls because he's not present and he's like really should be the key to making amends or find you finding closure in that situation because he's the one who was messing with them and like whether you're the main girlfriend or they were side girls or knew about you or whatever the situation or beef may have been they're allowed to miss him he Mm -hmm. placed himself in their lives and had whatever relationship he established with them so just because you don't like them or you felt like they shouldn't have been around your man or whatever the case means, the case is doesn't mean that they shouldn't be permitted to grieve in whatever way <laughs> it is that they see fit. If it bothers you that much, then you need to remove them from your plane of sight. I mean, you're, you know what I mean? Like block, block them. them, mute them, whatever. Like, I don't even know why you are willingly seeing any status update from these girls unless y'all have like mad mutual friends or some shit which would just be strange but I think that you kind of have to just make peace with the fact that this man had relationship with other people and those other people are affected by his loss as well and focus on raising your child in the healthiest way that you possibly can and it's not going to be healthy for you to hold on to grudges caused by him or like animosity towards him because of something that you can't even work out with him anymore because he's not here. So Mm -hmm. I would definitely recommend talking to a therapist or someone that could just help you make sense of the feelings that you have with him. I think it's going to take some work, but it's not impossible. 
Right. So you can just get to a place where you're like, fuck whoever else that he was dealing with, whatever. At the end of the day, you know, he and I made an amazing person that I love very much. And my focus is that person. And I'm not going to worry about stress between, you know, me and some girls that I'm not even like you fighting with these girls over a man that's not even here anymore. You know what I mean? Like, right. even if you're not really fighting with them, like you're stressed out mm-hmm. over whatever union that he had with these girls and not none of y'all really can see him. You know what I mean? He's <laughs> not here. So it's just like, you got to just be able to move on for the health of yourself and for your child. Right. I think it's a little bit um, unreasonable to expect people who didn't have nothing to do with y'all's relationship to refrain from posting stuff that you find disrespectful. Like those girls probably don't even know you. So um, there is that. So she said she had beef with one of them. So I'm assuming at least one of them bitches know who she is. Okay. So I don't think they're posting this intentionally to disrespect you. They probably really do miss that nigga or miss the dick. <laughs> right. Both. So they probably really do feel that way. But even if they are posting it to disrespect you, you can always just not see they shit. Even if you have mutual friends on your Finsta or your Catfish Facebook or whatever, you can block people on them accounts as well. You don't have to see none of the shit these girls post. I think you have an issue with probably going to check they shit. Or seeing their name on something and clicking through and scrolling through whatever they posted or whatever. You probably have that. Or if they tag in that nigga, then you can see the tags. Whatever. The, you, there's a million different ways you could be seeing it. But you could also be taking definitive steps to make sure you never see them bitches again and you have not done it. You need to ask yourself why. Because right. you could have nipped this problem in the butt a long time ago if it was just about seeing it. It's something about that anger. <clears throat> it's like it's misdirected because you're mad at him for having other relationships with people and then dying suddenly like that and and you didn't have to have this baby by yourself and all that so like you fury said a therapist would be a great option here because i think you're dealing with a lot of feelings and the one that's easiest for you to handle is the anger so you just put yeah. that anger wherever you can but these women probably not thinking about you the same way and i just don't want your anger to eat up um to eat up at you and the the happy memories that you have with this man and also, you know, to taint the way you talk about him to your child. If the worst thing you can say about him is y'all was off and on and he had other hoes, which is not even cheating, then, you know, you're doing right. better than most of these other girls. I think it's the thing that a lot of people do is like, I think a lot of it sounds like you are fighting to have like your status in his life acknowledged like a lot of people be acknowledging that they're in a relationship with somebody that is dating other people or cheating on them or whatever the fuck but it's like let's get into the hierarchy though because i Mm -hmm. was the main one and yeah he dealt with y'all girls or whatever it's like it doesn't matter if he saw you you know i'm saying monday through saturday but then somebody else on sunday like Mm -hmm. everybody else had a connection with this person and at this point bickering for well i'm the one the baby or I'm the one who actually lived with him or whatever whatever is just pointless but a lot of people be trying to be like beef with other ones because they're like oh well I'm the one that truly mattered honey all of y'all <laughs> matter because all of y'all you know existed within this man's life at some point so it just doesn't make any sense to be trying to worry about what place they had with him versus you or whatever the fuck right. focus on that child and like Chris was saying focusing on like the the good 
memories, like the happy memories and experiences that you have with him and letting the beef go. And if that means talking to a therapist, then great. Right. Because the way other people look at you or how they consider you in relation to his life really should not matter to you. If you were the main girlfriend and that means something to you, then hold on to that. If you were the main girlfriend and the baby mama and that matters to you, then, you know, regardless of how I might feel about that, then, you know, let that make you happy or let that bring you comfort. If that's what, or the last baby mama, I don't know, or the baby mama of the only girl, whatever it is, like you could, you could be dealing with this in a in a a way that doesn't eat up at you so much and you deserve to know peace. So I hope that you uh, find somebody you can talk to and that you handle that, because I understand kind of like I can remember. Obviously, I don't have a baby, so not entirely can't relate, but I can remember being mad at like other girls posting about my nigga or whatever. Like, how dare you, bitch? But also, you know, in the back of my mind, knowing I don't really have a reason to be mad. So, right. It's not their fault. They know him. Yeah. Good luck to you, sis, to you and that baby. All right. Last question comes from Ayana, who says, I'm 30 years old and I've been treated like an adult by my parents since I was a preteen. My parents don't have the best relationship. And unfortunately, I've been aware of this since I was about 12. They're the perfect example of people who stay together for the kids, even though everyone, including the kids, would have been better off if they separated. Relatable. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> I'm the oldest of three. And since my early teens, my parents have offloaded on me instead of talking to each other. I was privy to all sorts of adult relationship problems and conflicts, things I didn't Oof. fully understand and definitely couldn't fix. Well, Fast forward to this year and my mother is having some problems at work. She and my father not only work in the same field, they work for the same employer. And a few months ago, okay, that's too much. (laughs) And a few months ago, my father called me to say that he had been told my mother's contract would not be renewed this year. Why? (laughs) Why would your dad tell you that? (laughs) Don't know. (laughs) He went on to say things like this happen and that she should use the heads up to start looking for a new job. I don't live at home and came back at the beginning of this Corona mess. And a week or so after my mother brought this up with me to my surprise and frustration, I learned that she has not yet started looking for a new job. And instead she was complaining about how it wasn't fair and it didn't make sense for my father's contract to be renewed, but not hers and blah, 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 et cetera. I'm a practical person. And I told her she needed to stop complaining about something she can't change and start working on what she can She's already lost three months that she could have been using to find a new job. And now she only has another three before the contract ends. I offered her my laptop to use since hers is packed up, even though she could easily use my father's. But now I feel as if the problem of finding my mother a new job has become my problem. I helped her fix her CV and I'm setting up a LinkedIn account for her, but I'm also actively searching for jobs online and sending them to her because from what's happened so far, it's like she's resigned herself to complaining and fighting instead of fixing it. My father, on the other hand, is completely disconnected from the situation and has not offered to help in any way, which is crazy to me (laughs) for a lot of reasons. Yeah. Am I a horrible person for feeling that this shouldn't be my problem? If my own (laughs) life were on track, this wouldn't be an issue. But I'm also job hunting and have been for the past year. I've had visa issues most of my 20s, and this has really pushed me back in terms of my career, finances, etc. I feel very left behind by my peers, but I'm working at making my 30s better. I'm freelancing remote doing online courses etc adding my mother's job search to this when there is someone way more grown and knowledgeable than i am who should be helping is draining 
What would you guys do in a situation like this? Any advice you have would really be appreciated. Thanks for the podcast. Love you both. Ayana. Thanks, mm-hmm. Ayana. That's sweet. I'm sorry for you because your parents have been putting you in an adult's place for way too long. Most of your life. Yeah. yeah. And it's so unfair for parents to do this to their children. And it tends to be the oldest or the oldest girl almost every time where yeah. parents just love to bring a 15 year old into their drama. And it's just like, girl, I, I am a child. Like whatever advice your 15 year old gives you, you have to take with a several grains of salt because it's coming from a 15 year old and this is just not my place. So like, what am I supposed to do? sis? Right. I feel for you because they've been doing this most of your life. And I, I think you're so used to it that you've just kind of got sucked into the habit of, of trying to fix whatever is going on with them. Yeah. Yeah. So, so now it's time to break that cycle and be like, girl, love y'all, but I don't have the time for this. I shouldn't have to make the time for it. Mm-hmm. And like whatever barrier stands between y'all that is preventing you from finding union in these situations, y'all need to work on sans the doll here. <laughs> right. <laughs> Without me, because this shouldn't have anything to do with me. And tech, I mean, honestly, I might need to have my own conversation with a pre- professional. about how long all of this shit has been placed upon me so i'll do that you girls do your own thing everyone has homework maybe we reconvene and talk about what we've learned afterwards but yeah no i would find the most respectful and succinct way of removing myself from this and also establishing boundaries that say, I don't need to be inserted in this stuff anymore as much as I love y'all. It's not fair. Right. Exactly. And as far as your, this, I mean that, so that goes for any situation that's like blanket advice, but as far as this one in particular, I think you just need to let your mama find out what happens when she doesn't have a job anymore in three months. Like you've already done her CV You've set up a LinkedIn for her. You're doing these job searches and all this shit. Like, girl, <laughs> there's only so much you can do. If your mama is not motivated to find another job and she would rather complain about it, then she's just going to have to complain about it. You can't make her do what it, she needs to do to take care of herself in this situation. And your daddy is uninterested in helping. That sounds to me like they should have been in therapy a long ass time ago working on whatever they issues are, whatever spans back to when you were 12 years old and they started dragging you into it. So you can't make either one of them act right. You're in a position where you need to be at home right now, unfortunately, which a lot of people can relate to. So it's not like you can be like, shut the fuck up and don't say shit to me ever again. Like, it's not like you can do that, obviously, but you can say I have done all I can do. And at this point, it is my grown ass mother's responsibility to decide that she's going to hustle and try to get another job or not. That is up to her. I cannot make her do it. That's an adult. Like it is not yeah. your job. You, you're right when you say that you feel like this should not be your problem is it isn't your problem. It is actually not your problem. It's your mama's problem. You have just taken it on and you need to go ahead and put it down. You've done what you can to help, but it's not. she doesn't want it, girl. She does not want your help. So uh, I feel for you. This is so frustrating, and I can definitely relate to a lot of what you wrote in this letter, which is why I think I'm just so adamant about, like, once you have done what you can, 
You know, all you can do is stand. Let them niggas, let them figure it out. Let the chips fall where they may, you know, and 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 let things go from there. She she is not trying to hear nothing more practical than that. So I would just have to let her learn the hard way. I'm sorry that you're in this position, though, because you're in the position of the parent when you are and always have been the child. So if you can see a therapist, even, you know, teletherapy, something remotely, talk space or whatever, I would highly recommend that for you because this is a fucked up dynamic they have you in. Yeah. Yeah. And for you to be home again like a child is probably bringing up all kind of shit. So definitely. Yeah. Therapy for you and, you know, letting your mama (laughs) find out, you know, that fat meat's greasy. (laughs) on her damn own she'll be back in a few months when she ain't got no job right (laughs) like this is real life this is real life girl you either go hustle they not renewing your contract it don't matter why it does but it doesn't because ultimately you're not gonna have a job so what are we gonna do about that right and let's go from there so Good luck to you, though. I know it is rough and I don't envy the position at all. And that's going to wrap up the questions for this week. If y'all have a question, send it to gmail.com and we'll be right back. Okay, so we're back and now it is time for the read. It is. I don't really have one this week. I'm going to just say, ha ha, Diamond and Silk, you dumb bitches got fired. Who? <laughs> Do you know who Diamond and Silk are? <laughs> Them black ladies? Yes, those coons who uh, sold out and <laughs> tap dance for Donald Trump have been doing it for years. I well, didn't even believe that that was, was... I really thought that those were some racist white people just using two random black women's photo from Ace Facebook until I actually saw them photographed with them. Yeah, no. So. I honestly thought the same thing initially, but Diamond and Silk are two real people who really lost their job. And although Fox hasn't commented on it specifically, I think all of their coronavirus is a hoax shit is what actually did it for them. They have been... Um, vocal about saying stuff like um the disease has been overinflated and everybody's just doing this to to undermine trump and uh one of them said like if that many people died in new york where are the bodies like girl if you just turned on real news you would know that they have these big ass trailers set up to put all the fucking bodies in and they have to clear out all this space for these people who a lot of them will probably never even be returned to their families like you bitches just don't know what you're talking about twitter actually had to de- a delete a tweet from their account because they suggested that people should leave sheltering at home and go expose themselves to the virus so you know as always um black people get fired way faster for the same same shit white people do and i just cannot i don't have no tears or sympathy for neither one of you dumb bitches i hope this is the last i ever hear from either one of y'all and bye go to hell same that's it okay for me um just three quick things uh maybe two we'll see how i feel first of all i would like um to just say a couple of words unfortunately again to that extremely battered cantaloupe that y'all call a president <laughs> battered you really say it that niggas 
should inject Fabuloso into their bloodstream? Is that where you're you're <laughs> getting at now? That we should just get bleach IVs and and just let the Clorox do the work that science should actually be doing, like real medical professionals and real medical support. I just <laughs> don't know how we're still dealing with this. Can't there be some sort of political pause button where the girls just come together on some Hunger Games never before seen unprecedented shit and just say, you know what? We're not going to do this anymore. Like, there has to be something. Mama just told y'all basically to fill up a solo cup with pine saw and gulp. Yeah. And then tried to run back and say, oh, well, that was sarcasm. It was not, girl. Yeah, because that's what we need in this time <laughs> from our president. Sarcasm. Who the fuck you think you are, Bill Burr? You're not a comedian, bitch. And it wasn't you being sarcastic. It was you being literally dead serious yep. because you're a fucking nutbird. And I don't understand how we're still dealing with you and your fucking turmeric face ass bullshit. And I can't wait for you to be gone. No clue when that will be because I have no faith in this massive land. Mm-hmm. But what I will say is the day that you are gone, because it has to come someday, I'm, I hope that I'm here to laugh about it because this is insane all these people sending me fucking memes of me of fucking i don't know 19 20 year old me pouring my mama's good bleach into a glass on youtube and i'm like why do i see this what is this gif doing in my mentions over and over and over and over again oh it's just people making fun of the stupid ass fucking president alleging that we should just all have uh, clorox cocktails to get rid of the virus yeah you fucking walking dumbass that's one two this is just a quick nerd thing i've been watching all of the resident evil movies because who the fuck cares i don't have anything else to do and um I don't know how to say Mila Jokovic's joke. I don't know how to say her name, but since Fifth Element, she's been an icon to me. I hope that you're not going to now send me messages about all of the racist things she's done and how she's, I don't know, kidnapped little black girls or something terrible. I hope that she's, you know, a pristine Caucasian. But anyway... She basically carries this franchise on her back. It is an adaptation of Capcom's Resident Evil games. The guy, it's very like early 2000s, unnecessarily metal, weird stuff with more, you know, nudity and blood than it needs, even for what it is. (laughs) Um, But fine. You know, Ashanti's in one of them. Mike Epps is in two of them. Boris Kojo's in two of them. Enough to get me from point A to point B. So I knew that earlier, um, like maybe a year or two ago, I found out that Mila, however you say her last name. um, Jovovich? I don't know. Sure. She's uh, starring in the Monster Hunter movie that's coming out soon. Another Capcom video game adaptation. And I'm not crazy about the guy who directed and wrote a lot of these Resident Evil movies. Come to find out he's doing the Monster Hunter movie as well. And I read a little blurb about what the Monster Hunter movie is about. And it basically says that a portal 
opens up somewhere in, I guess, our version of Earth and sucks a bunch <laughs> of humans into this monster hunter world. And I don't understand why. It's not necessary. Okay. You could have just done T.I. is apparently in the movie. I think Megan Good is in the movie. And I'm guessing they're going to be niggas that get sucked through this portal or something like that. Why? 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 For what? Unnecessary. Mm-hmm. Just stick to the script. Stick to the regular ass lore. Why couldn't they just be from some fantastical world where monsters exist and then you just work from there? I just, I hate it. I think that the idea is dumb and I'm probably going to go see the movie anyway. And I just feel like saying that. Lastly, I'm going to pass my read. Okay. Pass the read like we used to. To fed the fuck up at home worker. Fed the fuck up at home worker says the following. At this point, I could care if you use my name. Oh, okay. Well, I didn't. This is to all the people who have refused to learn how to use a simple video conference app, but can perform every dance on TikTok. I'm sick and tired of attending virtual meetings of people who don't understand that we can hear you. And guess what? We can see you too. If you don't learn nothing else, mute your motherfucking mic. Learn how to do that. I don't want to hear every single person in your house while I'm trying to hear a meeting. And yes, a microphone picks up all sounds. I get it. Everyone is at home right now. Zoom is very Zoom is way easier to use than freaking Twitter. Like seriously, if my kindergartner has been able to do school virtually and attend her lessons while using a video conference app, then you can learn how to do it too, damn it. I don't need you to stop doing I need you to stop doing the titsy step, which it's not almost what it's called. Okay. Like, <laughs> And I like that you did as well, because I'm assuming (laughs) it really doesn't even matter whether that was intentional or not. Because if that's what you thought it was called, amazing. (laughs) If you're being shady, amazing. So it doesn't even matter. Oh, my God. (laughs) I need you to stop doing the titty stuff and watch a YouTube video on how to use Zoom. Get over it. This is the new way of life. These kids ain't going back to school anytime soon. Learn to adapt and figure it the fuck out. Um, and then she says nice things about us. Sincerely, fed the fuck up <laughs> at home worker. So I picked this for two reasons. A, it sounds kind of like a read I had a few weeks ago where I talked about people we were on a phone with or on a call with who are having whole ass conversations, mm-hmm. meetings, festivals taking place in the background of your call. Nigga. Get off of my phone, get off of my Zoom, my FaceTime, whatever, until you figure out what your life is outside of here. It feels like that's what you're getting to here. Yeah. At the same time, my mama told us that she wanted us to download Zoom so that we could have Easter communion together. I feel Mm -hmm. like I talked about this. And the first thing I thought to myself was, I don't want to. (laughs) I don't. I don't want to figure out how Zoom works. I don't want to download something else to my device. I don't want to, like, Mm -hmm. have to go through the monotony of whatever that bullshit is. I did it anyway. I figured out how to do the basics of allowing for my mama to hear me and Mm -hmm. see me and vice versa. After that, you know, we had our little bread um well they had bread because they were together i had um some leftover takis that were next to the bed. 
Um, I figured, you know. What a nigga. (laughs) Um, I did have grape juice, so we did that. And that's the last time I've used Zoom. Chris also mentioned something to us about the possibility of us using Zoom for these uh, remote uh, recordings. Mm -hmm. As you see, I'm not using Zoom. No. I don't feel like figuring out how to do that. So... You know, I guess this is just something that the girls have to learn how to compromise on on both sides. Some of you just need to use work for Zoom. My mama didn't ask me to Skype, FaceTime, uh, Snapchat, WhatsApp, mm-hmm. Easter. She specifically said Zoom and she sent me the link to use to download it. So sometimes you just got to get with what you have to get with and take a little time out of your day to figure out what it is that you need to do so that everybody can get to the end, you know, promptly, properly, copacetically, Mm -hmm. that's a word. All that. Um, Especially, again, if you have mastered the savage challenge, the don't rush challenge, the cool off challenge, All like if you have all of the time for TikTok, and again, TikTok is basically asking you to be Matthew Cherry. Like, I don't know if you girls have logged on, but I don't get it. Is what I'm so hard. (laughs) Like they want for you to really direct, and I can't do it. So. If you can and are doing that, then what mama has written into here, it stands. Girl, you can at least learn where the fucking mute button is on Zoom so that nobody has to hear it's your right baby there. burning the house down. <laughs> so it's on, it's in the same spot on every video conference and app. The mute, you can mute it and you can turn your camera off and on in every app. Zoom is actually not difficult to figure out at all um and so i mean especially if you compare it to any one of them tiktok challenges like those are difficult zoom yeah. is actually not that bad my mama oh lord i joined my family's weekly zoom prayer meeting last week it was something else but hmm. It was also good to see everybody. So there is that. But that's nice. Yeah. I completely understand trying to work and you can't because you can hear somebody's TV on Lifetime in the background. Like, girl, please, please. Yeah. Please. And the mute button is often right there. Like mm-hmm. many things you may not be able to locate, but often mute will be right in your line yeah, of sight. Right somewhere. there. Because they Big want you button. to use it. Yep. So. Yeah. Because it's important. It's important for software of that kind. <sighs> so if nothing else, for the sanity of your co-workers especially, mm-hmm. friends who are simply throwing back some Hennessy or Jack Daniels or whatever, whatever. You should yeah. be on what house party or whatever the other one is called anyway. But if we literally have work to do, bare minimum, figure out how to mute. Because nobody wants to hear, you know what I'm saying, little Reggie in the background you know, putting Play-Doh in his baby sister hair or whatever. <laughs> like, yeah, no. <sighs> and that's it. All right. Amen. Um, Good luck to everybody out there trying to get work done and raise kids and all that during the quarantine. To the people whose states don't give a fuck and they reopen and everything like this shit is gone. Just God bless. Please continue to stay at home. Um, 
And that wraps up this week's episode. Check us out um, on social media at This Is The Read. Our website is thisistheread.com. And I think that's it for me, friend. Do you have any announcements this week? Nothing new on this end. <laughs> Believe it or not, nothing's going on. <laughs> I uh, implore you all to be safe. Stay at home. Hang in there. Find... You know, new hobbies. There's a wealth of of stuff that you can get into. So many easy rabbit holes on YouTube alone to fall in. Mm, you know, much yes. less my vidster and Pornhub <laughs> and like Pinterest or something. So just stick in there, girls. And um, mm-hmm. watch insecure believe it or not. <laughs> there you go. Log on and watch argue insecure. with people about insecure. <laughs> argue about it there's gotta be an insecure reddit or something like that something, yep, probably. just any old thing because i believe in you i think that you will be able to make it even a few more weeks months even if we have to inside you know unless it's an emergency i think that believe it or not if we do what we need to do you will see a brunch again. You will once again have a bottomless Bellini, mimosa, or sangria tequila margarita. I miss it. I miss it so much. I miss brunch culture. But you know what? The liquor store downstairs is open. (laughs) And I can make margaritas here. And while margaritas in fellowship is an, a beautiful experience. Margaritas by my damn self um, in front of my computer, phone, dog. They're fine in the meantime. So what I'm saying is do the fucking best that you can. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yes, you turn in 30 or 21 or whatever this year and Corona doesn't give a fuck about that. But honey... You will celebrate once again. One day. At some point. But not if you go out and get yourself sick or everybody that you were going to invite to your party sick. So, yes. There's that. All right, guys. Take care and we will see you next week.